Cody. What a name for a character. Uh, nicknamed Kai. He uh, <laughs> is kind of like insulting Buck, but yeah, Kylie Kylie. Very fitting. <laughs> Michael. Ooh, do we lose Michael? Uh oh, he died. Did a coyote get him though? Uh oh, coyote got him. <laughs> you there, Michael? This is odd. <laughs> this is odd to see. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm back in. What? I don't know what happened. Welcome back. Oh, nice. Uh, what did I miss? Um, um, I, I said Wiley Coyote, and then you never said anything. <laughs> I was just that. so offended yeah. by you saying. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I was like Wiley Coyote, and Tim was like, "Yeah." How <laughs> to pull on the headphones and see how it sounds? Oh, that's great! You welcome to the Adventures in Odyssey Scoopcast, your source for the latest in Adventures in Odyssey news and reviews, still in podcast form. We're never leaving. For those who don't have time to read, I'm your host Ryan Matlock. Let's get into it, <laughs> guys. Today we're going to be reviewing California Dreams Part One and Two. And as I was trying to think about how to kind of introduce this, I realized these are episodes 902 and 903 of Adventures in Odyssey, which is insane because that's a lot of episodes of anything out there and it's just insane that it's been going this long like last time i'm going to be reviewing this episode with michael lefavor and timmy bays it's gonna be awesome in the words of bob and larry roll film all right so now we're going to review california dreams part one and two what do you guys think? Well, so first off, background, uh, I, ha- I don't have the crew for this one. I know Kathy Buchanan wrote and I think directed. This is episode 902 and 903. Um, yeah. The, the last episode's on album 69, Best Kept Secrets. Uh, Timmy, you got the crew? Yeah, written by Kathy Buchanan, directed by Dave Arnold. Oh. Post-production by Nathan Jones, Luke Gano, and Christopher Deal. Oh, cool. That's really and cool. And then, yeah. The trio. Then- Luke Gano doing awesome work over there. Yeah, music by John Campbell, then Warren Sellers with writing songs for this one so, yeah gotta the say song. the song was the best part of the episode i think because other than that uh i uh back when i first heard these my opinion really hasn't changed much uh not a not really a fan of part one and i think part two kind of brings it up a little bit overall not not totally feeling these episodes i don't know about you guys personally like as far as storyline it's an okay storyline I think I'd kind of separate the two things that I think about this episode into the moral and how they handle California. Because this episode could have been really good. Yeah. Because they're playing with kind of the symbolism, the similarity between Connie's stage where she's like, I want to go back to California. She goes back to California and realizes everyone's insane. And that, (laughs) by contrast, Wit's End and Odyssey has taught her so much. And she gets to reflect on that because she's forced to look at the contrast. And Jules gets to do the same, except the contrast is not, wow, this is really how California is. And it's just comedy. Well, that's the thing. That is what she comes to. And this is so this is so weird for me to be analyzing the episode in this way. But Kathy Buchanan wrote this episode. And I think that her moral she's trying to draw out of it is that when Jules went to California, she compromised her identity. And being an odyssey kept her identity the way that she was. Buck has a line at the end where he says, you were changing Jules, you were wearing these crazy clothes and singing songs that just weren't you. And I have in my notes, bad reason, methinks, because um, the point is that Jules didn't 
change her mind because she realized it wasn't her identity. Even though she says that, that's not the actual reason. The actual reason is because she realized that the people were garbage or that the people didn't care about her. That because nobody right. cares about and her. Because, <laughs> yeah, and because like her career tanked. No. Oh yeah, even I went be- back to Odyssey after the career tanked due to the crazy jerk people. You didn't do it before that, though. Yeah, she did. She, she <laughs> didn't know her career was tanking. Like, when they come running up to her and they're saying, everything's blowing up, everyone's talking about you, uh, because of how she thinks she did well on the stage at the end of the episode, uh, she immediately from that is saying, no, I don't want this. So even True. though she could That's have good. stayed and her career could have been there. The point that I want to try to draw here is that when Jules went to California, I don't think that her what she changed or what changed about her was really wrapped up in her identity per se. Like she had, she had her friendships with Buck and she had with with the other people there. Um, But when she got to California, she was making new friendships with the people who were there. Like she was starting Mm -hmm. to like Kai and getting to know her mom Mm -hmm. better. And it was because they were lying to her that it ended up being false, that Kai really didn't care about her. Jet didn't care about her. And that's why I'm saying it depends on the people who were, who were there. Um, that made a difference to her that the people weren't great but the the contrast that the episode is trying to draw is that Jules's identity was changing in a bad way but there's a contrast between clothes that she was having to wear and like the actions she was being asked to do and the personality she was being asked to take on like I think that it's reasonable that anybody who sees those kinds of clothes would be put off by them, right? Like that's not right. <laughs> that's not a style that makes sense. But and also that Jules isn't doing her I'm just me song that also is but that's understandable because that's just the way the business works. It's not like if she doesn't get to do her song that she's compromising some part of her identity. She is right. not doing anything morally bad here. It seems like the episode is saying you shouldn't do different things because that changes your identity in a way. Whereas I'm saying sometimes you have to make concessions about things that aren't important wanting to do your own song. Yeah, but you're getting to do all these these other songs. You have this opportunity. You have a chance to make connections with people. And it seems like that is what Jules wants all throughout part one and part two, even though Mm. everyone around her is telling her you're going to be famous. This is going to be great for you. Even though, even because of, yeah, like in spite of that, um, Jules is still saying, I want to do this because it's it's fun, because this is an opportunity I have. Like when she first talks to Kai, she's excited about the idea of, of doing something more with her voice. And that's that's a good yeah. thing, I think. And I think that mm-hmm. for the most part, she's following whatever selfish interests she might have about doing it are constantly worn down by the fact that she is making concessions about her clothes and about the songs that she's singing and not mm-hmm. feeling right about that. I don't know comes from a place. I don't think that comes from a place of her thinking that there's something wrong because again, I don't so think what there's do you, something wrong. What do you think about this idea? Cause I didn't actually think that the episode was quite as much about identity as it was about image. What do you think about that? Mm, I always kind of contrast that too. Cause the beginning of the episode starts uh, when uh, Connie and Jules are talking about um appearance and image right yeah and mm-hmm. connie talks about how jules is posting lots of selfies lots of pictures of herself on social media and they're not realistic she's talking about like instagram culture where people post like the the best pictures of them and it makes it look like they have this amazing extravagant life where they go to the himalayas uh one day and then the next day they're in hawaii right <laughs> so it, it kind of jules has this image that she says she's trying to maintain right mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. and which I wish we had seen he, more of that because we didn't really get to see that in the episodes and coming off of the song it's so weird to have that because Jules was great in that she didn't care about her creating an image in the previous episode exactly mm-hmm. and so then when we get to the end of it um it's I mean her image has been changed the the uh California has changed her into something uh uh a environmentally friendly person. <laughs> <laughs> what a weird, so t- what a weird uh, persona to. to I know. I mean, it's like, it's it like elephant feet. It's a nod to the environment, but they're actually right? not made of elephant feet. Thank goodness. And all of the right? talk show hosts who I am, um, I kind of irks me because they're just characters we've heard before, like uh, Kai's actor, the uh, like Trista and Izzy's actress, and then Katie Lee. At some point, they're just playing yes. those characters, and it's just mm-hmm. that's a thing where I wish they had hired a one-off actor or actress to come in. But they're all saying, Maybe. "Oh, she's environmentally conscious." Okay, okay, sure. sure. Is that what you care about? <laughs> okay, right. so, sure. okay. Anyway, Timmy, go yeah. ahead. Yeah. Oh, I was gonna say at the end, um, she's she wants to have her own image. I so I wish they would have brought that a little out. I mean, at the at the outro the the wraparound chris talks about identity in christ which is which is related but and and i thought it was good what she was saying and i think it's relevant for like people today but i do think that it might have been better to to focus a little bit more on and flesh that image thought out um and yeah combine the two yeah Yeah, because and like it's a huge thing in the episode they're talking about image and everything and i feel like it never really gets shown through any specific person, what was wrong? Exactly. Ju- like Jules says at the end, she said something like, "I learned. I learned through my mom that image. Like my mom's so focused on her image and being all things to all people, and she is realizes she really, that it's is exhausting. She really, no, no, she's like, not. No, she's not. She's like consumeristic, but that's normal for a Californian. <laughs> yeah." <laughs> It's not Which, a, like all of it's the little like, digs oh, here and there at California culture are like, are you saying those are bad things or not? And I, I don't uh, know if it is or not. It's that's, yeah. That's and what's see, confusing. Here's another thing: is like I lived in California. I know what Californians and <laughs> marketing is like out there because I was specifically there for a marketing internship. I yeah, know wow. what it's all like. And episodes like this irk me. Not so much <laughs> yeah. like like so fifth, fifth house on the left. They did it mostly right like everyone is very like self-absorbed but they're not like hi i'm self-absorbed whereas in this episode they are they're like okay we're gonna give you a soda can dress right and yeah it's like okay if if this were a real episode like like it actually was talking to what people in california would do then the publicist would not be saying here's a dress it's forward thinking she'd be saying here's a dress that everyone is going to laugh at and think is ridiculous and you know what it'll completely irk all the conservatives and we'll get tons of views <laughs> right that's this is what so they true. would be saying that's what i heard people say i worked with a guy who posted a video of a dog attacking someone and targeted targeted the video towards conservatives who would think the dog needs to be put down and dog lovers so they would fight in the comments <laughs> So what you're saying is the episode wasn't offensive enough. Yes, it wasn't offensive (laughs) enough. (laughs) They need to go further. No, man. It's just, it's, it's really just like, it feels like the writer kind of says, wow, those people out in California, they're just crazy, right? Ha 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 ha. Am I right? Here's another thing about Jules's image is that in these things that she's doing, like with her, her changing of her dress and of the, um, the songs that she's doing. And putting on this relationship with Jet Valentine, all of those, I honestly, 
I think we can we can all agree that the clothes are weird on their face. But if they right. were considered to be forward thinking or trendy, uh, yeah. or, or trendy, Future yeah, trendy, if they were legitimately that, I don't see the problem in wearing them because mm-hmm. Jules is not compromising her identity here. She's yeah. changing her image. But the reason she's doing it is because she's back with her mom and she sees this cool opportunity to do. And I I don't get the vibe from the episode that she's doing it for likes, especially right. because we just had this in the very previous episode. The yeah. other, like, if they're going to make yeah. a conversation about, like, hey, your image is in Christ, the focus needs to be on your image doesn't matter, not on your image needs to be this small town feel which again i guess i've I've been talking to uh josh and rachel from the welcome uh, not welcome the return to odyssey podcast and they were Uh talking about the small town bias that odyssey often has and maybe that's brought out in this episode that hey it's so obvious that la is terrible like we can we can show you that it's terrible small towns never have issues probably no (laughs) novacom uh and that's (laughs) but it's it's clear from here that odyssey's clearly leaning toward that uh whatever jules is culture was in california was obviously bad which is not a problem i like her relationship with jet <laughs> if he was actually sincere i would be shipping jules and jet at this point uh just right. saying i think <laughs> that i, I think I, jules I, is I, a be... toxic friend to, to buck honestly a little bit <laughs> yes like they should they shouldn't yeah. be together uh, that's a hot take but <laughs> <laughs> what... yeah honestly i didn't mind this episode i liked it but i okay. really think they just were too over the top and like really exaggerated the stereotypes you know i'm from california too i was born and raised in california so yeah. i'm going to school in michigan now but I, w- I wasn't from los angeles i was from fresno and then bakersfield which has an odyssey mention oh yeah. every time odyssey talks about california I, I with you ryan i'm like hmm this isn't exactly california this is stereotypical hollywood right. type of stuff which it, and is it's like, like even the people in hollywood recognize what they're doing and that yeah. it works despite being ridiculous they don't think this ridiculous thing is completely normal. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> Some of the stuff in here they got right. When they fly in, when the, uh, Jules and her mom fly into LAX, the guy in the speaker <laughs> says, welcome to LAX. We apologize for the construction. And I was like, I, was just, <laughs> I just flew into LAX like a year ago. And I was like, this is what, there's construction everywhere in there. That's this funny. is so real. It's so funny because um, the guy says, we apologize for the construction, but you'll forget all about it when you see him. <laughs> oh whatever. man, I, I missed the part of that, that, that part of it, That's but I was just funny. like, Yes, yeah. that's so true. This is this is LAX. Uh-huh. I really think that they did a good job making the relationship between um, Jules and Coyote seem reasonable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they sold me on it on the first episode, uh, first part. I was like, man, this is kind of cool. This guy seems kind of legit. And then I was like, wait a second. No, yeah, I no, had this theory. After, I, I'd heard like part two, I think maybe two months or a full month and a half after I heard part one. Um, and in that time, I was thinking, wait, what if what is the reason Jan is here in the first place? What if Kai heard about Jules like through her her face base account back and for a song? And then he make this relationship with Jan just so that they would he could get his hands uh-huh. on Jules and get her in the music industry and stuff. And yeah. which turned out to be exactly the case, except for a song isn't yes. really referenced here in terms of like, I think it'd be cool if he, yeah, it had, was, a, it wasn't actually for a song. It was, uh, it was video that they talked about at the beginning at the barn. Yeah. Which I think it would have been cooler right. with, for continuity sake. If it was for a song, but that would have been anyway. Fun. Yeah. You liked but the, yeah, uh, like the development of the relationship. From a writing perspective, they didn't have to make Kai a bad guy to make this episode work. No. Well, he didn't think, have to like have this ulterior motive that like I, I totally think, wrecks his relationship. But th- see, this is the reason why I like part two more than part one. Um I, I mm. was not a big fan of part one because of what it was saying about image and the um the weird way it was it was putting that moral. But I like how part two seemed to 
shift the focus more on the people is I still don't think that if it followed the idea of image, then I'd, I really don't think it, the episode performed very well in that aspect. But if we look at the people that Jules was around mm-hmm. and the fact that all the people who she thought cared about her, like Kai and Jet and her followers uh, in California, uh-huh. those people all turned on her at the end, including Kai. Kai didn't care about her. So right. that's why Jules had the even greater change of heart after the uh after the performance because she was realizing i i really don't have anything here the people in odyssey care about me the people here don't care about me if there were people in california who cared about her i would think jules might want to stay in california if the people cared about her like that's why she's in odyssey in the first place we often forget why jules right. is in, here in the first place she's there because nobody cares about her in california right right but people do in odyssey so that i think is a lot more significant to the episode than image itself yeah, yeah. and i think like the reason that she ends up kind of leaving odyssey is partly tied to buck like she gets to the point where because (laughs) first off she's focused on image and she feels like buck is attacking her image Mm -hmm. that she isn't cared about by buck if the overalls fit (laughs) which that's supposed to be funny but i'm not laughing because i'm thinking this is pretty serious and also i can't see buck acting this way i think less of jules than i do of buck at this point but was that really realistic at the beginning of what they did Maybe. with their, their argument? I don't feel like it was unrealistic. Like, I didn't think when I was listening to it, how could this ever happen? Because even people who are, like, super laid back and solid can have a point touched. Oh, yeah. Well, I, just in the way that that Buck handled conflict resolution in the last episode was so good. And then here, mm-hmm. he's terrible. <laughs> I don't think that, like, like, people who are good at conflict resolution... I mean, everyone has on days and off days, right? That innate quality doesn't mean they'll never have conflict right. pop up. Yeah. Because conflict popping up isn't about necessarily only whether you're able to deal with conflict resolution. It's also about whether you are in of yourself, like a non-selfish person who doesn't have those weak points because you have rooted out your own security. Or like you in God have rooted out your insecurities. Mm. And neither of these characters are Christians at this point. Right. So, like, Buck, he can have insecurities about, oh, like, what do people think about me? Or will Jules take my advice and Mm -hmm. have those points touched and to the point that it becomes a discussion and an argument? Okay, okay. No, I, I can see that. It, it's it's just still, it rubs me the wrong way, honestly, still. And maybe it maybe it works. It's just that coming off the last episode and coming off the, the great relationship they had there, and then here, see how quickly the conversation, maybe it's Kathy Buchanan's writing. Right. I know she she paces a lot of her um, her writing off of drama between the characters and little quips that the characters say to each other. And mm. um, I was yeah, noticing in the, the second scene how there are randomly rabbit trails that the characters take that don't really have anything to do with the the moral of the episode or of making the episode deeper. Like when Connie says that Jules has been posing for her photos and Jules says, well, you've always told me to focus on the positive. And Connie says, well, I mean about that, about not criticizing my dinner rolls and don't focus on the one that i burned and jewel says oh you mean focus on the one that's undercooked and that i think keeps on distracting me from the what the moral could be and including the first scene where buck the the characters aren't focused yeah well they're they're just throwing punches at each other in a way that the last episode didn't have a problem with i mean for a song was such realistic writing and they're so self-aware of each other and whenever jules says something there are a couple lines where she says something and she's like i'm sorry that sounded wrong and buck's like no no it was fine or or whatever you know what i mean uh Mm -hmm. yeah and, and then in this one it's they'll say a joke and then it'll kind of disappear from the conversation but add to the tension which i don't i don't really appreciate yeah i think one of one of kathy buchanan's strengths 
is comedy. She's really good at the funny little lines that she'll throw in into episodes like that. But I think sometimes, like in this episode, I've I, I felt like some of them were like, "Oh, that's funny." Oh, wait, we've been on this funny part too long. Let's get back to the actual, <laughs> yeah, right, the, the, the story. It's like, yeah, ha- when you're doing comedy and something like this, you have to figure out how to separate it from the like. Figure out, okay, what are the ideas I want to hit home, mm-hmm. and then have those tender real moments not be the same as the comedy moments yeah in a way that they feed into each other because like you can have funny moments but it's not gonna be when you're being real with someone when you're like Mm -hmm. pouring your heart out to someone or discussing oh my word you're moving it's gonna be when there's a little bit of levity like when yes. you're talking about, oh man, my hair's frizzy. That's going to yeah. be the levity yeah. moment where you can talk about yeah. dinner rolls and stuff. But it's not going to be when, like, first off, Jules is talking to Connie about, oh my word, my relationship with Buck. And, and Connie like, is not, not gonna... being a good ca- a good counselor here. She's not. She's not. <laughs> and when has she been, though? Uh, Connie the counselor. She's okay in that one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Can we talk about <laughs> Pastor Wilson Knox saying, hey, you, non-Christian, join the worship team. <laughs> oh. you're, if you're leading worship, mm-hmm. yeah. be a Christian. Uh, that, is a, yes. that is a huge problem. There, there's a thing with Odyssey where a lot of the actors, or some of the actors, aren't Christians. And to have them still be proclaiming the name of Jesus is a powerful thing even though they aren't, mm-hmm. but this is different. Mm-hmm. Worship band is different. Worship is intimate yes. with God. And if your worship leader is not in that relationship with God, then you have a problem. So, I mean, yeah. I can, I can kind of, so coming from my standpoint, I've worked as a pastor. I'm in school now again, but I'll be going back into that. Like I would be very okay if there's somebody that's been attending my church and thinking about, uh, you know, kind of interested in Jesus that has a great voice to be part of a worship team not as a worship leader, though. Uh-huh. You know, I think there's a difference there. Someone's a worship leader. They're putting things together and have having Jules, like, as one of the singers, you know, harmonizing the, with, with with them so that there's a community growing together and figuring that out. I think that's great. But I agree with you that um, it's probably not a good idea for Pastor Knox to keep pressuring her, especially when, I don't know, maybe he doesn't realize it, but she does not want to do it. Right. 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 And, and that's, that's not going to be turn a good evangelism point uh-huh. exactly like oh exactly. yeah christians all they want is to use your talents for uh. their for their services <laughs> now what i yes. think is is okay is at the end of legacy where eugene says to buck hey the youth group does acting like this maybe you should join them like that's yeah. that's different that's a little different because he's joining the group right and it's like the youth group does things that are like outreach activities yeah yep. that aren't like maybe they have a christian lean to them but that's that doesn't mean that you're going to be forced to do things that you're not comfortable with. Mm-hmm. From yeah. the perspective mm-hmm. of a non-believer, you're not going to be like asked to, hey, come over here and have intimate time with a God you don't believe in. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's, mm-hmm. that's really true. Mm-hmm. Uh, can we talk about for a second, um, I didn't really mention this in the Forest Song review, but I love, 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 love the relationship between Buck and Jules uh, in terms of their understanding each other. And if they were actually mm. boyfriend and girlfriend, like I don't think they should be together. But no. since they are together, then they're fine. Abigail Geiger writes for them great. <laughs> Kathy Buchanan eh, writes for them okay. Right. And the, yeah. the dynamic they had in the last episode, I was getting real, real good feels about it. But here, the point is that Jules is ignoring Buck from one conversation that they had. And unless there was something mm. else going on under the surface, that's a pretty lame reason to be ignoring him all the time she's in California. Like, I don't 
we I don't think she talks to him at all until he gets on the plane and gets and goes there. Which what a guy, um, Buck is yeah. I mean, Buck is obviously the bigger person. Can we talk about that for just a second? Because the last yeah. scene we hear him in, he's like, "No, Connie, I'm not calling again. I'm done." <laughs> and then she says something to him, and he's like, "I'm gonna head out." And then yeah. the next, th- and it's like, "I'm gonna head out." On a plane trip without Eugene <laughs> Katrina knowing, I'll be in Cali if you need me. Like, yeah. He sounded quite done with her. And then two minutes, literally two minutes later in the episode, he's just like, ah, I'm your roadie. <laughs> I got here somehow. Just a guitar in this box, Mr. Ballantyne. I'll take it backstage. As soon as I heard that voice, I thought, why is he not doing a voice? Why is he doing his old tricks voice? My name's Joseph Harper, sir. I have a note for you from Dean Bross. Because right. I cannot tell that that <laughs> uh-huh. voice is Buck. Just saying. Right. But anyway, going back to it, is it that doesn't make a lot of sense for Jules to just dump Buck after that. And she she says yeah. our relationship had run its course. I think is something that she says. Is there something deeper going on here? Maybe that's what I'm thinking. This episode thinks that it's a big important episode, but it it doesn't really fit with the continuity of of that and of of a couple other things so what is going on it does feel like in the context of all the other episodes it makes no sense if it's just in the context of this episode it does make sense because this episode makes it very clear that jules is very self-absorbed with her image and it's very important to her and if that was actually her character that we had seen previously that she's a Uh self-absorbed person who's only interested in her image yeah then having her best friend directly challenge her image and say no sorry if you were more like me and just kind of old town feel and less concerned with being new and trendy then you'd be fine like that's a direct opposition to her image and it would make sense for her to just dump him and say nope it'd run its course but we have so much more context that makes that make no sense. Yeah, like you can you can yeah. tell us that if it makes sense, but it'd be a lot better if they had shown us that. Actually yes. show us what she is going through and what her what she thinks about her image. Instead, we get the opposite in the previous episodes. I, I keep harping on this episode, but the continuity is just is totally broken here. <laughs> yeah, it, it makes um, her seem really yeah. flaky. Yeah. You know, yeah. so like one episode, she's like, this is great. Buck says something insensitive and she's, he says, never mind. Sorry, I shouldn't have said that. And she's like, you know, whatever. But this one, it's like he says one thing and she insults his overalls and runs away and never talks <laughs> to him again. <laughs> well, I don't like your uh, overalls. Okay, Jules, what's going on? Like, I think we have bigger problems out. here, guys. <laughs> you know, I, 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 I almost hesitate to say stuff like that just because I know it's hard for writers to actually get a whole story in two episodes and to get everything in there and so i i, I kind of you know, on the one hand i'm like man I, not that i could do any better but right other hand i'm right. like you know bring we never criticize some of the more like hey we're yeah. so much better than the writers no 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 we know they can do better we know yeah. they have yeah. done better we're, we're asking mm-hmm. them to like not asking them but we're, we're <laughs> just pointing out things that we think should be better, right? Yeah. Sometimes yeah. what I have to do when I'm listening to these episodes is recognize that there's two ways to write a story. One is to write a mm. plot. Second is to write a sto- uh, write a character. And yeah. when you write a character, a bad plot can be saved by good character development because what we care about is the characters. Like, if yes. you think about the majority of Odyssey plots, they're really kind of random you know like oh in this episode uh they went to camp and Wooten couldn't sleep and <laughs> a kid a kid really wanted to be on his phone okay we've but the we character development see- that comes out of that right huge great character development we get to see so many characters with very unique motives and histories that they go through a process and they come out on the other end and things are different and that's the story 
regardless of what the base description story is, you know, like yeah. the the things that happen is not the same as the development that happens. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes people write a plot and if you're listening to a plot story and you feel a little bit confused about like why didn't I like this? Like it was a good plot. Things had a natural progression from Jules is in Odyssey, Jules is over there, things are going wrong. And then she comes back and she realizes everything's fine. Okay, that's a fine plot. Everything got tied up in a a nice little bow. But what did you gain in the end by compromising the characters? Character didn't go anywhere and character was kind of left by the side. There was a little bit of character development because at the end, Jules does say, I learned from my mom that image and all things, being all things to people is exhausting and stuff. And it's great that she learned that lesson. That's a good way to end because she started focused on her own image and then she got to the end and realized, oh, my image isn't all that important. It's just that she didn't go through that journey in the middle. Right. She didn't actually have a place in the middle where she realizes image isn't all that important. Yeah. From the things going on around her, she always was opposed to the image they were trying to thrust on her, both in Odyssey and in California. So it doesn't make a lot of sense that at the end she'd be like, yeah, image isn't all that important. Yeah. Yeah. Her saying, I don't want it after the show at the, like towards the end of part two is kind of unwarranted because all that she had, uh, again, coming down to the idea of it's more about the people around her than about her image, uh, because... she only realized that after everyone betrayed her and it's not like she had this huge revelation about her image. No, there wasn't really anything big that happened there. She was full on until jet dumped her. And I don't Mm. even know that she learned that lesson in this episode. I feel like she learned it last episode. I feel like it was made not contrived, but sort of kind of. Yeah. For this episode that, Oh, Jules needs to learn this lesson. Does it matter that Jules has already gone through these episodes before? Nah, we're just going to stick it in there and, and show people that this is an important lesson to learn. And I feel like it was sort of lost on her, her character. I, I don't know. I don't know. You, yeah. you guys know what I mean? You almost mm-hmm. wonder when, when they meant this episode to be, or what the chronology of it is, or how That's much time in Odyssey time has passed since, uh, for a song and then California dreams. Mm-hmm. Cause I mean, it seems like Jules the whole time is, hesitant for this as well like every time they do something new like hey try on these elephant boots she's like uh really (laughs) or when she's talking to jet at the at the restaurant eating vegan tofu which side note (laughs) tofu is vegan (laughs) (laughs) that's redundant to say vegan i mean that's that's marketing in california for you or really anywhere like i mean they'll slap non-gmo on things that are not even like or they'll they'll slap like non-gmo on things that would never be gmo in the first place (laughs) yeah yeah or like this is organic this um it's yeah. always organic <laughs> it's true i mean honest full disclosure i am vegan like okay. so i get the whole idea of of the vegan stuff i think odyssey makes some really funny vegan jokes but i heard that was <laughs> vegan tofu like uh the restaurants that i go to that have stuff don't <laughs> anyways that was a side note sure that's what was i talking about Oh, so when when Jules and Jet are in the restaurant eating stuff, uh, eating, eating the food, Jules tells him like she seems hesitant. She's like, "I don't think I can ever get used to this. How do you do this?" Mm-hmm. And so I don't think she had ever fully embraced this at all. It was kind of this hesitant thing: "Do I want this?" And at the end, she says, "Uh, no, I really haven't enjoyed this at all." Which is a good yeah. revelation to come to. I think mm-hmm. I think that you know that that was a good a good plot okay. point, a really good moral that that comes around that she's hesitant the whole time. 
time. And I think I would have liked it less if she had been all in. That does actually make sense. And it makes um, more sense why she was having such hesitancy when she was being asked to give up her song and change her clothes because she was doing things she didn't want to do. Yeah. Um, so anyway, you ready to give our ratings? Definitely. I am going to give it six out of 10 almond milk lattes. Ooh, six out of 10 almond nice. milk lattes. Mine's nice. going to be basically the same. I'm going to give part one a five out of 10 soda can tabs and part two, <laughs> seven out of 10 milk to almonds. I'm going to give part one, maybe let's do five elephant feet shoes. <laughs> and then part two, I'm going to give... I don't think i can give it better or worse it's actually you know what buck's thing was really dumb so let's do four (laughs) out of ten four out of ten lucky microphones (laughs) there you go that was a fun review while we were listening to it i was looking an odyssey scoop and i think i've gotten down to the cone so i think that'll wrap it up for this edition of the adventures in odyssey Scoopcast. if you enjoyed this episode you can leave us a comment at odysseyscoopcast.com while you're there you can also check out other reviews and podcast episodes we've got last time we reviewed for a song it was a ton of fun if you want to chat about literally anything else you can also connect on the soda shop message boards we've got a ton of awesome conversations going on there we hope to see you there soon and remember never be without the odyssey scoop hey not sure if you'll hear this part but i just gotta say this can i just say that the music in this episode was really good like it totally won the whole episode for me and buck has an amazing voice jules does too but like we've heard her voice already but buck's voice is really good so like that's that was a highlight of the episode for me do you sing you you do sing Yes. Cool. cool yes. Cool. Nice. Jam sometime. Is, I don't know w- whether it's well or not. Depends on who you ask. Yeah. But if you can stay on the right key, I mean. Yes. <laughs> that was an E. F- that was a, that's an E flat. That was yeah. a key. That is not a key. That yeah. is a note. Uh, that is that. That's true. But it that's was in true. a key. It was in a key. Was. Every note is in a key. <laughs> <laughs>